I'm Kate Daniels. Peter Matisse is the founder of the Conscious Business Institute, a global leading institute dedicated to creating more life-giving, inspiring, and human-centric ways to work, lead, and conduct business. For anyone who has felt a hollowness from their work, from what we do with our earnings, Peter will share with us a new and better path. Peter Matisse, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I am just very excited because uh, what you raise in this spectacular new book of yours, Plan B, and I love the play on on words in a way, you know, B as we think, oh, there's an alternate plan, but Plan B, B-E, it's very, very Wonderful. Uh, so in Plan B, a professional's guide to authentic success really poses to many of us, I think, who go through churning thoughts of, you know, who am I? What am I doing? What do I want to do? You really lay this out so clearly for us to be able to to have a strategy and, and, and to tell us that we're not crazy. Yeah, if if you read the New York Times, there was an article just a couple of days ago that uh, disengagement is soaring again. The numbers have gone down again. People are really done with their jobs, it seems. And I've seen that for, I think, 20, 25 years in working with organizations that millions of people are disengaged and they're just asking, isn't there a better way to work and live? That's not where I don't need to do and push ahead all the time, but where I can finally relax a little bit, uh, expand into my authenticity maybe, and find a way that's not so exhausting and burning out. And as I mentioned, you lay this out so clearly in your book with your personal experiences and what you had, your journey to creating this and and the successes that have existed. But a little uh, uh, detour here, just as I was reading this, and, and I've pondered this, over time anyway, is all the unrest and all the the violence and that we see in our world really, I think, is a result of our not having this authenticity of who we are. Yeah, I dive into that in the book. So <laughs> I hear that you can, you, you've read the book. That's nice. <laughs> Um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a hidden model that we've been following, a model of behavior for, for many, many centuries, actually, that's driven by one fundamental belief that we are not enough, that there's not enough, and we translate it into we are not enough. And so when we look at outside problems, whether it's wars, whether it's conflicts between nations, for example, it's always there's not something enough. I don't have enough land, I'm not enough respect, not enough freedom, those kind of things that lead to these conflicts. Um, But it goes right back to our own personal home as well. Like if we have conflicts at home that we don't have enough understanding, we don't have enough love, we don't have enough money. And so much of our life that we live is driven by this fundamental belief which we have been educated with without even knowing it. And so um, if we follow our life with this belief, it's a fear-based life, basically. And so whenever there's fear, there cannot be flow. So if we want to experience flow and true abundance in our lives, so more wholesome success, we need to break away from this, from this model and shift away from this fundamental belief that there's not enough. Oh, I think this needs to be a, a poster or a bumper sticker. People love these bumper stickers where there's fear, there's no flow. I mean, that is, that really captures so much. 
Yeah. Yeah, and we can experience that on a daily basis. So if, if you imagine, for example, a moment where we are truly fearless, where you're truly fearless, sometimes it's not, not so easy to find when you stroke your cat, for example, when you play with your dog, when you look into your child's eyes, maybe there's, there's nothing that's missing. There's a complete sense of flow and abundance and, and well-being in that moment. But as soon as we think about, let's say, money, oh, God, I have to pay the rent or, oh, my boss wants that from me, I have to finish this presentation or, oh, my God, something is missing in my life, then we can feel the contraction in our life. And it, it causes a stress that's just lingering for many, many years. And it's just people, people have enough of it. <laughs> so, so many are asking for, for a plan B. <laughs> they, they are. It, it... Even unconsciously, they're asking for this plan B, but feeling that angst and just feeling so unsettled. And and also to mention, it keeps being fed to us because if we look around, what are all the messages that keep being we're bombarded with? And, and if we're too connected to social media, we're even bombarded that much more. So it's so important to just stop and really find some disconnect and look to this plan B. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that you're bringing this up because it, it really comes down to our own consciousness to realize that the way we've been educated by our parents, usually by our schools, to have to fulfill something. We have to get these good grades and then we become an honor student. And then we go on to college where we have to get, 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 a, get a good education, get a title, maybe become a lawyer and then we become respected. And then eventually we get a boat or we get more money and then we become wealthy or whatever it might be. There's always this carrot in front of us, but it never asks us who we are, who we are really here to be, who we are really here to be during this lifetime. And so we're kind of veering away from our authenticity. We're being educated out of our authenticity in our normal Western culture. And so at an age of 30, 40 or 50, we might not even know what our authenticity is anymore. But when we put our head on the pillow at night, there is something calling us. And I can see that in so many people, there's this nudge that says, there, there must be a different way. There must be a different way. But I hear that all the time from the people that I work with, whether it's wealthy individuals or whether it's people just anywhere in the workforce. And in fact, in your research, you have discovered that those, the number of people who really live in this way is so, so small, like 5 to 10% of the population? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I have done my research. I can point to those numbers from my own experience, but there's no formal research around it. But what we can find, we can just ask ourselves, uh, whenever we have issues with money or with time, there's not enough time or there's not enough money, we fall into this model. And so most people in their lives do that. But what I've also found is that there might be maybe 5%, maybe 10% of the people around us. Maybe it's a leader in our organization or maybe it's a Richard Branson or an Oprah or people that we admire that are in the flow. They just live by a different way, by a different system knowingly or not they're following a different model altogether it's not that they are just more lucky or that they do more or that they're just falling into a certain place but they're following a different model whether they're conscious of it or not and thus you found that part of your flow part of your purpose was in having this realization 
you are able to put it down in print and so eloquently, and you have brought us this book, Plan B, A Professional's Guide to Authentic Success. Yeah, and of course, there's a big journey behind it because I was one of the 95% that was super successful. I was a venture capitalist. I had a software company, but there was always this itch and I was burning out. My relationship was falling apart. My body was suffering. And I was asking myself the same question is whether there is a different way or not. And so I followed this thread. Um, I, I remember I came back at home, came back home from a long work day one day and my um, former wife, she asked, do you want to go out to dinner or do you want to watch a movie? And I was not able to answer that question. I just said, yeah, whatever is fine, which used to be a normal response. But that particular night, it shocked me to the bone because I realized I was not able to answer that question because I was so disconnected from myself. I just couldn't feel it anymore. And that's when I kind of woke up and said, wow, what's what's happening here? I need to really step out and find a different way. And that's when I quit everything quit my job, quit my home country. At that time, also quit my relationships because we are going different ways. And then set up basically from scratch, Greenfield, and say, I'm just going to find a different way. I'm going to turn my life into an experiment and find a different way that that's just more wholesome and more life-giving. And, and yet, you, what's important for us to realize, because you're writing from this place of real experience with this, so you make this vast change, but realize that those messages, those old patterns are so ingrained that you begin to repeat the same thing, even though you change continents, even. Yes, ex- exactly. I came, I chose Santa Barbara, which I'm still living in, in this beautiful little town here. Um, but I found that you know, I had money in the bank. I came here. I had all the freedom in the world. I could do anything with my life that I wanted to. And so the first months were beautiful, just just exhilarating. It's wonderful. But after six months, I realized that I recreated the exact same feeling states in my life. I was overworked. I felt the same kind of frustration. I had the same kind of issues that I woke up with every morning. And I said, so now I really need to look a little deeper. What's going on here? Why do we keep recreating our own existence over and over again, even if we have a green field that we can that we can create from? And that's when I dove dove deeper and found this model of dominance subservience, which is governing many of our decisions and the alternative way to actually create a little more fulfilling and little more well-being in our life that I lay out in the Plan B book. And and part of this certainly reading of your experience and and uh, some of the you know kind of internal struggles I will have it it a big part of this is about really having this conversation with ourselves to be asking ourselves the questions about uh, how this is making me feel and why I'm feeling that and and not having fear of of delving deeper into it taking that dive yes and that's for many people, it's, it's a step. I find it sometimes easier for women because our emotions, how we feel on a day-to-day basis or a minute-to-minute basis uh, is actually our compass in life. When we get disconnected from our feelings, we're just becoming like machines. You know, we are just, life might be functioning, but we feel like robots in, in some way. But our, our connection to our feelings is actually the guidance system that guides us along the way. If we feel frustration, 
it's a signal for us to adjust something. If we feel anger or fear, it's a signal for us to adjust something inside of us. If we feel joy or creativity or ease, it's a signal that we're on the right path, which in, in most cases is our authentic path. So it's very important for us to become aware what we feel in the moment. And the way I started doing that, which might help some people, is when I walked through a doorway, for example, to just take a breath and con consider what I was feeling. When I was at a traffic light, at a red, red traffic light, just to stop for a moment and say, what am I feeling right now? What's going on inside of my body? Yes. So key. In a way, it's very simple, isn't it, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> It's so simple, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's simple. Present right here in the moment because the moment is always okay, but <laughs> that's easier said than done. <laughs> well, precisely. But getting that awareness, because I think sometimes maybe, like you were saying, being on that treadmill that you were on, that you found yourself in, you know, going through that uh, iron gate and going to your, your work in what was, quote, Legoland, but it, I mean, it was in the uh, digital area and in computers, right? But fine, yeah. we just slip into that and we, we don't get to that kind of awareness. So yes, becoming aware is, is the first step. And so here, though, in the book, in Plan B, you do guide us to, to see where we're at, what we need to do. And this is both on an individual level. It's written for corporations as well, who some of whom really do embrace this. But I think if we as individuals really can embrace this and be this, then we would just organically begin to make such a world of change. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've found over the years that this book is really written for the professional with an itch. So somebody that says, ah, oh, something is off in my life, something is, in, I can't quite get there. I can't get, quite get to, to, to that itch. And so this book provides a pathway, a guideline to, to address this itch, to create a more fulfilling life. It starts very much on a personal level, but when I work with organizations, organizations are a, a group of people that work together. So the well-being of an organization depends on the well-being of the people. If the people are not functioning well, the organization doesn't function well. So it translates directly into an organizational uh, thriving well-being, however you want to call it. But it does need to start with the individual ultimately because we all lead our own lives. And this book helps you really find the pathway because many people just don't know where to start when they find this unreachable itch that something is missing. And this book shall provide the pathway. And that's where I appreciate how it, it, it really works in that way, the individual to, uh, this, to the organization. And when there's that common understanding uh, that there is that room then to acknowledge each other and be what honoring, uh, respectful of each other to really make the changes that need to be made. And maybe it means this is not the place for me, but that's all a big part of it as well. Yeah. And in, in most cases, we think if we focus on the human being, if we just focus more on being states and happiness, then how do we build an organization around that? Do people leave? But what we have to remember is that 
we all want the same as human beings. I'm always asking people in, in my workshops and organizations and that essentially we all want the same. We want connection. We want belonging. We want to contribute something great. We want to make money. We want to have all the same things. So if we can align around that, we can build a culture that nurtures the whole person. So what they call the human-centric organization out there. But in order to do that, we need to start with the individual. We need to all carry our own little weight and not fall back into the old mechanisms. So um, what I've found is that ultimately our own success stops exactly at that point where our consciousness has stopped growing. So we can only grow to the point to which we are conscious at. Um, and the same is true for an organization. It can only grow to the point of its consciousness. Now, it can become very financially successful, but if we look at the CEO or maybe a politician that is not conscious in a certain area, they will create problems in that area. Maybe they come home to their wife and try to run the family like an organization <laughs> because they think they have to push everybody. And of course, that's going to cause a breakdown in the, in, in the family and ultimately in their overall success in life. So again, our success in life stops where our consciousness has stopped growing. So that's why we can become more conscious about how we operate is really the, the nugget uh, to transform our lives. We should take a moment and mention your website where also I think there's a, a really good value, a good deal, if you will, to purchase the book that way. So your website is www.com plan b e plan b dot live l i v e and our business website is the conscious business institute dot com and you can find the book on either website okay that is great because what i found when i was looking for it too mentioning a good value and i'm thinking of this holiday season and gifting that with gifting if we could think of the gift that would mean life-changing opportunities, those authentic opportunities, this would be the gift to give to anyone and everyone. Yeah, I truly, <laughs> I truly agree. I just talked to some people and they said, oh my God, this has completely changed my life. And I hear that all the time. And honestly, the principles in this book have fundamentally changed my life. There was one particular instance which I'm writing about in the book, but these are really life-changing insights to the point where he said, oh my God, I wish I would have known that 10 years ago. Right. But we get it at the time. What is there a, a quote about, you know, the teacher appears when the student is ready? So I think the world, <laughs> honestly, is is really at a place of more than ready uh, because we can see with all the challenges, right, Peter, the challenges that are around us, if we each of us individuals would become our true authentic selves, we could really solve at least most, if not all, the ills of the world. Yeah, everything would change. Yeah. We, the way we relate to our people that we might have conflict with, the way politics is, is enacted, organizations, everything would change, the way we educate our children. But the most beautiful thing is when we are in the, in the presence of somebody that's authentic, there's, it's like looking into the light. It's, it's amazing. So it's a real gift that we can give to ourselves, but also to other people by, by showing up authentically, mm -hmm. because it sends a ripple effect out into the world that we are hardly aware of, of the power of it. It's just really, really amazing to be in the presence. Because we need to understand 
who we present ourselves as in the world and how we act is making that impact, that effect. And that effect we see has been largely negative. So conversely, if we embrace, when we embrace this and be our true authentic self, like you say, be in that flow and just radiate this, we're just really automatically teaching those around us and our children learn organically that way. Yes. Yeah. I'll just give you a quick example. I mean, we have certain personality assessments which have shaped my life, literally shaped my life, and uh, which we are passing on to other people um, in our programs. And um, there is a personality assessment of who you're here to be during this lifetime. So it's really your authentic self. And then there's a personality uh, assessments about your what we call magic, your gift that you're here to bring into the world. And so when I was working with a lady at BMW, she was at a pretty high-level position, senior director position, and she had a really good life, like most of us. She was working, she had a family, she had two kids that make, didn't make too much trouble. Um, she had a beautiful relationship with her husband. Um, but when I asked her, if, if I was a fairy and I would grant you a wish to create a life that would truly be extraordinary and fulfill you, what would you do? And she got quiet for a moment, and then she looked back at me and she said, you know what, Peter, I would live in a completely different way. There would be more expansiveness. There would be more, just more, more of a being state, more of a flow, more of a fulfillment, more of a purpose that, that I would be able to express in this world. And so when we guided her through these personality assessments, um, it turned out that she was what we call a Phoenix magic, a person who's able to, whose magic is to bring change into the world. Like most of us are afraid of change. Most of us, when there's too much change, we go, oh my God, I want to hold on to the old ways in organizations particularly. But whenever there was big change, she was thriving. And so when she started to own her gift, work didn't become like work anymore because whenever she showed up, she could do that until the cows come home at night. Mm -hmm. So when she shared that with her superiors, they said, well, we exactly need this in the country organization, in this case, Australia. And she took over the country of Australia because she brought this gift of change into the world that that was needed. So what I found over and over again is if we expand into our authenticity, show up with a gift, with a talent, with a purpose, with our authentic personality, life actually gets easier because we are just aligned with the flow of life. And people recognize that in us when we are authentic. And so we create things, but more from a being state instead of doing more all the time. And that's really the magic shift where life becomes easier and life becomes more of a flow. Because what you do is not what you do, but who you really are. And in doing that, expanding it into some of the challenges we have in our world right now where we're so into accumulating that we think stuff is going to fulfill us and you know and then it just creates so much havoc in so many different ways we come to more of a place of of that joy being the fulfillment. We don't need to buy a, a, a new outfit, a new car, a new um, huge TV or that sort of thing. Stuff becomes uh, just peripheral where it supports us. That's all. Yes. And it's, it's nice to have stuff. It's nice to have a nice car or, or a nice house. Uh, no doubt about that. But I ask myself the question, is it, is it why am I buying this? Why am I buying this new car? Why am I buying this new house? 
why do I want that? Is it because I want to fulfill a void or something is missing in my life? Or is it because I would like to experience something? And what we are driven by in our life is the feeling states we want to experience. Joy, creativity, freedom, adventure, fulfillment, those kind of things. Everything that we do in life is driven by these feeling states. So when we acquire stuff, a new car, we think that it gives us the freedom. It, we think that it gives us the fulfillment or we think that it gives us the recognition that we want to feel. And it usually does for a few days, but eventually we go back to our normal level. So we basically chase this carrot. But what if we focus directly on the feeling states and say, how can I exp create experience in my life where I create more joy, where I create more freedom? where I create more abundance, where I create more adventure, those things that are really driving my life. That's when our life becomes rich. And to find this for ourselves, uh, this book, Plan B, I feel is such a, I'm going to call it a resource because that's what it is. It, it'll it be one that I think will underline and um, I don't like to turn down pages. Now, we'll use bookmarks and uh, sticky notes to, to uh, direct us to the place where we have some important message, which in rereading, we find, oh my goodness, you know, now I'm at a different stage. Something has shifted here, right? Yeah, it's funny that, that you say that. A friend of mine in Seattle actually read it and she, and she said, Peter, I'm, I'm just taking it into work. I'm just taking it to wherever I go, this book. And then I read a few pages and then I stop because I need to digest it. And then I reread them and it kind of works with you, the book. That's what I've found. Yes. I didn't write it that way, but it <laughs> turned out that way, I guess. There's the magic. Maybe. Right. <laughs> Well, well, maybe that's the magic. Maybe yeah. that, that's at least part of the magic, how, you know, we, we, we think something's going to be a certain way. And then all of a sudden, you know, if if we're really being intuitive about it, just the right thing then comes our way or, you know, it evolves in a way we wouldn't have imagined. Uh, I, I think that's part of being in the flow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, th this is. is this is so hopeful, so heartening at a time when we can feel that things are, are are pretty challenging, to say the least. And, you know, I'm going to go back again to the fact that uh, this, well, this is a gift-giving season, but this is a gift to ourselves, to anyone at any time. But certainly at this time of year, and again, you know, if we're looking at those proverbial resolutions for the new year, again, to help ourselves in that direction about what will be the goal for us. And I mean, what could be better than being our true authentic self? Yeah, maybe it's a good start for the new year for individuals. And when, when you go on the website, you'll also find that you get the, the ebook with it. And there's a PDF version that I put out. There's, you know, there's an online course that we, that we offer with a book to really deepen the principles so that we can practice them. So it might be something that people enjoy as they start the new year. Absolutely. So, so many important concepts, so many wonderful ideas and opportunities, and not the least of which is just to be who we were meant to be, to really live out our life's purpose. Yeah. Right? If yes. I remember 20 years back, I was asking myself the same question and as a venture capitalist, as a software entrepreneur to shift away and not knowing where to go there was a huge void and people might be worried about this void. 
but I would really want to encourage every single individual to, to understand that we're here to express our authenticity. And if we click into our authenticity, life will show up for us. There will be new doors opening that we didn't even know exist before. For me, for example, I was sitting on a plane when I actually started following these stepping stones. I was sitting on the plane and out of the blue at six o'clock in the morning while I was dozing, the name Conscious Business Institute appeared in front of me in 2004 when nobody was talking about conscious business. And uh, the, the way the Conscious Business Institute was supposed to be laid out, etc. So I was wide awake. It was like somebody opened a bucket of ice over my head. And I said, this is what I want to do with my life. So we have to understand that once we step into this flow, there will be things coming our way that we didn't even know that were possible. So it's like entering into a completely new room of living and possibility that we somehow feel must be there, mm. but we didn't know how to access. And this is what we want to get to. And this is where the magic of life happens that I would love everybody get, to get into or, <laughs> because it's a party in there. <laughs> Well, I would offer that you are doing your part in this. Now it's time for us to to pick up that baton and move forward and do it in our own lives. So, oh, I am so grateful that we've been able to have such a great conversation, Peter Matisse, that you've written this great book, Plan B, and that we can get more information online at plan-bbe.us. Dot us. And again, many thanks for who you are and all the great work that you are doing. Yeah, thanks so much, Kate, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.